And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's wild and wonderful. What's going to happen? We have no idea. Let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I later Wowser Bowser Wednesday? Because God's in charge of this crazy bus called the Christian Journey. First, going around the corner a second time. <laughs> Let's look. And how doing this is great. Let's look at how doing this is not great. Why should we look at both sides of how it is to go around a corner? Why should you look at the at the side of you know what's coming? What's why should you look at what's ahead of you? What's coming towards you? Why should you do that? This is life, and what this show does is focuses on how the Christian life works. It's a very typical of the disciples uh, that Jesus would pick. But we're we're not trying to uh, we're not trying to look so great and be a great people in front of God. We all have this agenda that we should be, you know, either at the forefront or recognized or special. But you know what's different about that? You know what's different about what's around the corner and what God has anticipated is that you and I have an agenda, and God has an agenda. But those, those are not always the same. So the question that we're promoting in this very first segment is, is our agenda God's agenda? Or is it ours? Well, and the methods of God, that's, that's uh, so easy to figure out, isn't it? Of course. The secret things belongeth unto the Lord, Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29. But what does that matter? We always get it right, don't we? I mean, we always have an offering of an explanation of everything as God is doing in our lives. We just, this is what God is doing. This is how he's doing it. This is what's taking place. We're so smart. <laughs> we do this because we have to have some kind of justification for all the stuff that happens to us. you got to have something. got to be able to answer. And after all, if we couldn't put the puzzle together, then we would actually have to trust the Lord to put the puzzle together. And who can afford to do that? I don't know. And then finally, here comes the hard part. God often operates outside of our parameters, just like Jesus operated outside the parameters that the Messiah was supposed to be. Yet there is a blessing promised to us if we don't fall away on the account of Jesus because of how he does stuff. So the question will answer, and then we'll ask. The question will ask and then answer is how are we doing with that? David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Ready? You're looking at one of the worst introductions I've ever done on a preview for a show before. <laughs> That's what that was. It was terrible. And you want to know why? Because it was so overwhelming, it didn't happen the way that I thought it should. And the agenda didn't take place as I thought it should. Maybe somebody else is in charge of the agenda. Hey, we're going to be looking at lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oy vey. 
Every time I say oy vey, you guys don't know. So I think of my grandmother. I do. It's, it's like the big one. Because my mom did oy vey, but my grandmother, oy, oy, oy vey, you know, kind of thing. I mean, to talk about matzo ball soup, I mean, that's what you got, right? And then she would come and she would go, oy vey. I mean, it would be so loud and dramatic, right? That's what I think of. Anyway, remember, uh, this show's not professional, <laughs> as we have demonstrated. It's just a radio show. And we're going to ask you, what do you think? What do you think? What's going on in your mind? What's going on in your life? Is everything going exactly the way that you think that God thought, well, you thought, you thought God told you it should go? It's going just the way God told me. Is it going exactly the way you planned? Is it not going exactly the way you planned and you're scratching your head and you're like going, what? What? Are you a regular Christian? Are you a super apostle that Paul talked about and just you know everything all the time no matter what it is? Or sometimes you just humble yourself and say, I'm just, I'm just here for the ride. I'm just here for the ride. I want you to reach out to us either by email, by text, or by phone. By email, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can also text us at 214-210-8483. That's 214 214- Two one zero eight four eight three, or you can call us at nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. Now it's special when you call nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero, because you get to talk to Captain Chris, and that's special. So when you're calling nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero, it's a special moment, like one of those special moments in life, like when you hit your first hole in one. It's impressive. And then you will be... I've never had a hole-in-one. Me neither. And that's different when you're at the putt-putt place because the thing's nine feet in front of you with bumpers and little arrow things, and you go... I mean, not necessarily in the first try, but I'm just (laughs) just saying. But I've never had a hole-in-one. I've had a hole-in-water. Many, many times. I've contributed to marina life all over. I'm positive. Anyhow, uh, bottom line, maybe you have a thought, a question, a comment. You might be thinking, this show's off the rails. You have no idea. It's going to get so much worse. Here's the bottom line, though. We always go to the bottom line because that's the bottom line. We want you to reach out to us if you've got a praise report or a prayer request. We want you to have the opportunity to engage. We want you to have that opportunity to share with other Christians, to have fellowship. And you think, well, why is that important? Because the power in fellowship is a strengthening power for all of us. And you don't have to always be in the same room. Not that that's bad to be in the same room. It's excellent to be in the same room. But you can also have fellowship at a distance. you just got to make the commitment to get to know people and to carry their burdens, and to love on them. That's a big part of it. So when you're praying for the audience and when you're doing stuff like that, have a, have a heart for that. Go that direction and believe it and know it and understand it. Okay? All right. Uh, we got to get into the teaching. I'm trying to think if there's anything really, really important to tell you. I do want you guys to be praying for the audience, that everybody has a really firm vision on the Lord. I do think there's going to be some, some uh, real tough stuff coming up in the next— couple weeks uh, for our country. That's just my uh, uh, insights, my vibe on it. Um, Also, don't forget the brochures. Don't forget that there's free apps that you can listen to on your phone anytime you want to. And then uh, that's that for there. And uh, let's go into this text right off the bat. Matthew chapter 16, verse 
13 through 23. When Jesus came to the region of... We didn't do trivia, did we? Wow! All right. Wow. I think my wife's probably watching, listening, watching, <laughs> listening. Where were Joseph, Mary, and Jesus when King Herod died? Where were Joseph, Mary, and Jesus when King Herod died? Galilee, Samaria, Jerusalem, Egypt, or at the house eating ballpark franks? Okay. Come on. Galilee, Samaria, Jerusalem, Egypt, at his house eating ballpark franks. First of all, they'd be Hebrew nationals. So that's just a bad call right there. Jesus would eat Hebrew nationals. We all know that. Where were Jesus, Mary, and uh, Joseph when the king of Herod died? If you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us. My phone is 972-445-0770. Also by text 214-210-8483 or send an email, david, at hemusincrease.org. We have somebody that is ready to answer. That is brave right off the bat. All right, send them on through. Oh, I guess we'll just send them on through. Wow! Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Mr. Doc David Spoon, this is Paul Bolts. How are you, sir? I'm fantastic, Brother Paul. How are you? I am blessed beyond measure. Well, and I am so happy for you. I've shared your testimony with so many people. It's such a blessing That's to awesome. know that you're just you're just present before the Lord, ready to do it. Not that you're doing it perfect, but you're doing it, and that's what counts. That's right. That's the key. You nailed it. That's it, right there. You nailed it. Yeah, all right. All right. So I, wanted, I want to tell you that I called you. I called you Doc Spoon because you're not quite a doctor yet, right? Yeah, exactly. So I'll call that's you Doc Spoon, and once you get your degree, then I'll call you Doctor Spoon. Okay, that's fair enough. So we're looking at eight. <laughs> we're looking at eight and a half weeks is what we're looking at right all now. All right, cool. Yeah. All right. All right. That that's getting closer. So so as we get closer, you can go Doc. Uh. <laughs> We'll just keep, we'll just keep <laughs> adding go, little man. sounds to it till we get there. All right, <laughs> All right, brother. I got the answer. All right, here we go. Where were Joseph, Mary, and Jesus when King Herod died? Galilee, Samaria, Jerusalem, Egypt, or at his house eating Hebrew national francs? <laughs> well, uh, the last two could be correct. They were in Egypt, and they may have been at home eating. That's a good point, and you'll get the presents. Yes! What a winner! <laughs> All right, man. Now, all right. And I'm going to hey, give look, it to you. I want to go ahead. Go ahead. I want to add to my testimony. Sure. Um, absolutely. Okay, so Christy and Brittany who I baptized a few weeks ago, um their mother and daughter and they had their very first Bible study last night. And um Christy's son got saved. He gave his life to Jesus last night and I want to give a shout out to Christy because I watched they were doing it live on Facebook. And I watched, and Christy went straight for the juggler, bro. She shared a couple of scriptures about, you know, confess with your heart and that Jesus is, confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And she went straight from there. The first thing we need to do here is make sure everybody's saved. Absolutely And I go, man, awesome. she went straight <laughs> altar call right away. I was like, man. She Don't is you, on fire for the Lord. That is awesome. So she, she literally, that, that just shows you how powerful. See, the Lord, he touches people, and it, as long as the people don't mess it up, look what God does without people making things. Like, what? The, she's just full of the, of the gospel, ready to share. Hey, you got to get saved. 
Remember those days? Yeah. That's the glory. Yeah. Awesome. She wasn't awesome. Have playing no games with none of them folks. She went straight for the juggler. First uh, thing we need to do here is make sure everybody's saved. And what I was a like, blessing. Geez, Christy, come on with your bad self. <laughs> <laughs> what a blessing. That is so awesome, brother. That is a great, great testimony. It's just, it absolutely fills my heart with joy. Just absolutely so awesome. Yes, so me blessed. Too, me too. So Amen. I'm going to be going back out there on the 5th of July. On their, they're having Bible study every Tuesday, so I'll be there on the 5th of July. I guess they're going to have me as what you might call a guest speaker. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh oh! You make sure you, you make sure and you make sure and not be professional. Be yourself. That'd be just exactly oh, what they want. I'm going fishing for men. Fishing a- for men. Amen. Amen. And awesome I, job. And I bro. might catch a couple of bass while I'm out there because I do like to fish. Uh, okay. See how good that works. See. Hey, just... hey, listen. I want to let you know too. I've never played a game of golf, but since I've talked to Captain Chris, I know what it feels like to hit a hole in one. Now there you go. You have reached the goodness of it all, right? Without having to spend any money or yes, lose any lose any any fees on the golf course. Good job. <laughs> all right, Doc. I'll let you get back to your radio program. All I right. appreciate you, man. Love you, your ministry, and what you do. And y'all have a good one. All right. God bless you, bro. All right. What a great testimony. You just said. It's just a breath of fresh air, isn't it? Okay. All right. All right. I want to do this, so we're just going to go along and see where it goes and who cares. And I mean, I'm assuming you're not timing this show between that and a television, you know, soap, soap opera or something. So I could be wrong, but I think so. All right. So Matthew 16, 13 through 23. See, I covered everything, right? Okay, I have to check with Captain Chris. Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, and he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? We know this story. This is one of the great ones. They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, still others Jeremiah, one of the prophets. But what about you? Yes, well, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but my, my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And he ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. Now watch this. We we didn't cover that in great depth another time. uh, Watch this. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests and the teachers of the law, and he must be killed and the third day be raised to life. Just so you can know, that is the gospel. I mean, there it is right there. He's telling them. Okay, glad you found out I'm the guy, and I'm the guy telling you I got to go there. They're going to lose it. Uh, They're going to kill me. And then I'm going to come back to life. Okay, so for everybody in in poor theological uh, circles thinking Jesus wasn't sure, wrong. Okay, he was absolutely sure. He knew exactly what was going to happen. He's telling them the gospel. Oh, look, verse 22. And this is the whole point of the whole thing I'm talking about. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said. This shall never happen to you. Now, I'm just going to ask you to envision the moment, right? Just prior, what happens with Pete? Best confession ever. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. I mean, give the King James the, the props. It's, 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 
sounds better there than any other way. And Jesus is like, blessed are you. It's kind of like that's going right on, dude. That's the right answer. After that, Jesus explains how the gospel is going to go down. Here's how the gospel is going to go down. I'm going to go into Jerusalem. I'm going to suffer a lot of things. They're going to kill me, and I'm going to be raised from the dead. Then Peter, with this newfound power of brilliance and wisdom, pulls Jesus aside as to almost say, not in an embarrassing way, you're wrong about this. (laughs) Jesus is rebuking or correcting Jesus. I mean, Peter is rebuking and correcting Jesus after Peter has a brilliant moment and thinks he's like flying on top of things. He just thinks he knows it all. So Jesus, verse 23, 23, Jesus turns and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Okay. Well, if we just take that and tattoo it on our brains, that we, I wouldn't have to say another word. So Peter, in this brilliant moment of pride, and, and, and I, I don't, maybe not pride, maybe he was just carefully worried about Jesus. Well, I wasn't there. I mean, but here's what I do know. He pulls him aside. He rebukes him, tells him it's not going to happen. And then Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. So he definitely goes from the throne room to the bathroom because i mean it's like well one moment he's blessed and the next minute he's like satan it's like well that's not good but the thing that jesus said is the key you don't have in mind the concerns of god but merely human concerns when the concerns are only human they are not godly It's not that divine doesn't have humanity involved in its processing, but when there's a plan of God afoot or in action, no human amount of fake compassion is going to work because God has a purpose and a plan. And Jesus said, I am following the Father's plan, and your fleshly concern is a stumbling block. And he doesn't just say you're wrong. He puts him in league with Satan. It's like, wow. Because anytime the plans of God, anytime the agenda of God gets put to the side out of human wisdom and compassion, as opposed to true, divine, and pure compassion, anytime the humanity interferes with the divinity in the sense of purpose, Satan is connected. It's like, oh, why? Because humanity was interfered with in the garden to breach the purpose of God there. Satan interfered with the fellowship between God and man. It's just like, it's the same thing. It's just thousands of years later. And it happens now when we have our agenda, our purpose, our thought process, and we think, no, it should be the way we think it should be. Or no, it should be this way. Or my understanding is this. This is how it's going to be. And we have not yielded that process to God's purposes and have determined that our insights are better. And you know how Jesus feels about that? He rebuked one of his close disciples and affiliated him with satanic activity and then tied that to merely human concerns. You think, wow, that's really heavy stuff. 
Do you know why a social gospel is so dangerous? Because there's no Jesus is Savior in it. You know why that's bad? Because it has only human concerns, not divine. That ain't good. Not not good. All right. We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time energy like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? Let me uh, say something really important. I want to give a big uh, crying send-off to my good friend for seven and a half years, Lefty. Lefty has uh, today... I know, I'm so sad. Lefty has actually left uh, the place of honor that's been with me for the last... Seven and a half years doing radio. Lefty was my one-eared headset my uh, headset that I would listen to. Yesterday, towards the end of the show, the circuitry in the very complex $19.95 multiple years ago headset decided it could no longer endure, and we had to put it to rest today. So now I have a much more expensive but really on sale from Amazon, so got it for a smoking deal headset. But it has two ears, so one of the ears is behind my head. <laughs> and uh, I haven't given this one a name yet. <laughs> it's got like one ear, but it's a, I don't know. Yeah. But then we're going to say goodbye to Lefty. Bye, Lefty. Bye. All right. There you go. Sometimes all Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here's your next trivia question. What did Matthew say John the Baptist's diet consisted of? Is it fish and unleavened bread, locusts and wild honey, goat's milk and cheese, 
Bread and wine or leftovers? <laughs> Which one of those? So, you know, if any of those had said, like, you know, in and out, <laughs> so we could be like, a, ooh, tough call. Anyway, what uh, was John the Baptist's diet? If you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us, 972 Four four five zero seven seven zero. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. So I know that today's show is kind of going different than some other shows, which I don't even know why anybody would be surprised. Why would you be surprised about that? We do our best to follow, and sometimes we get it right, sometimes we get it wrong. But somewhere in there, the Lord is always doing something for somebody. And that's probably the coolest part about doing radio, uh, live radio explain. All right. Um, I do have a joke. It is not intended to offend a denomination, so please do not be offended in the denominational realm. It is a joke, so relax. Here we go. You ready? All right, got the buzzer right here. A strong man at a circus sideshow demonstrated his power before a large audience. Towards the end, he squeezed the juice from a lemon. Between his hands, he said to the audience, I will offer $200 to anyone in this audience who can squeeze another drop from this lemon. A thin, scholarly-looking man came forward, picked up the lemon, strained hard, and managed to get a drop. The strong man was amazed. He paid the man, and he asked, What is the secret of your strength? Practice, the man answered. I was the treasurer of the Methodist Church for 32 years. <laughs> Every good right to squeeze another drop out of that. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, you better laugh at these jokes. When they go away, you're going to be sad. I promise. All right. Uh, what did Jesus say John the Baptist's diet consisted of? Uh, it's either fish and unleavened bread, locusts and wild honey, goat's milk and cheese, bread and wine, or leftovers. <laughs> leftovers. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Okay. So for this segment, because I have no idea where we're going to be going. Oh, I should probably tell you. what. Uh, so 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. Don't forget to be in prayer for my daughter. I already mentioned that to you. I just want to make sure that you guys pray for her because it's really important. She's going through quite a bit. We've actually even talked, Noel and I, about figuring out if there's a way that we can help them or get the other kids and bring them down to our house. We're trying to figure out what to do because it's it's just kind of messy with Jared being sick and then Easton being sick and then one of the other kids being sick. It's just a tough can you imagine them being pregnant six and a half, seven months, and then having uh, vacation Bible school as you're the youth ministers, which is a huge production for them. It's like the biggest time of year where they have most visitors, and it's just like, wow, I just need you guys to be praying for it. Heavy, heavy, heavy on my heart. Uh, so you can know that. All right, somebody calling in to answer the trivia question. Do you want to send them through? Are we able to? Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. It's Deborah. Hi, Deborah. Nice to hear from you. Thank you. 
Okay, now you like this is a little different format with the multiple choices, but it's kind of funny because the last one's always like a goofy one, so I kind of like that. Uh, Matthew in Matthew's Gospel, John the Baptist's diet consisted of either fish and unleavened bread, locusts and wild honey, goat's milk and cheese, bread and wine, or leftovers. Which one? Well, it could be leftover locust and wild honey. That is correct! Wow! Excellent answer. That is absolutely genius. Nice combination. Very, very good. <laughs> <laughs> leftover locusts. Hey, look, they're still... Well, like a, um, I get mine from Paul. He's always coming up with funny stuff like that. <laughs> It's just classic. It's like there's a leftover wing. Okay. <laughs> That's disgusting. Awesome. Great, great job. And always, always good to hear from you. Okay. Y'all have a good day now. All right. God bless. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye. All right. <laughs> That's so funny. That was a good one. See, wait, Paul combined that fifth one, too. It's like this could be a trend. We could be seeing a trend. All right. So uh, I want to get into these other things. I want to be really careful and uh, uh, don't want to offend any. I don't care if I offend you. Here's here's the bottom line. This next part, I'm going to do this kind of shorter because the last part is longer. Okay. So uh, I want to make sure that we, we kind of get this in. Uh, the big thing here is understanding uh, the experience with Martha and Mary when Lazarus died, okay? And I just want to—you guys know the story really well, and I just want to um, uh, make sure you guys kind of follow along with what each one was thinking, okay? And so we're not going to go too far and deep because I, I still got to do breaks and stuff like that. But listen to what Martha and Mary said. In, in John chapter 11, verse 21, Martha, Martha says this, Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Okay? So that's where she uh, kind of was coming away from the whole process. Martha's thinking, if you'd have been here, it wouldn't have happened this way. It could have been different. Verse 32, same, same chapter, chapter 11. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you'd have been here, my brother would not have died. So you know it's a family thing because they're saying the exact same thing. <laughs> they're saying, if you'd have been here, this wouldn't have happened, right? And that right there, that right there is what we do to God. Right there. If you would have, and then just fill in the blank. If you would have, if you'd have done this, if you'd have said this, if you'd had this person do this, if this person would not have been like that, if this person was been more like this, and then it's that's it. And don't, don't misunderstand. Martha and Mary are fabulous, devoted Christ followers. They are Christians at every level you can imagine. They are stupendous. Jesus loves this family. And this is not a relationship scenario where they are in, in disharmony with Jesus, but their thinking was this. If you, Jesus, would have done this differently, this would have had a different result. That's what I'm talking about. 
That's what I'm that's what I'm talking about when we're talking about agendas, when we're talking about trying to make things work as we think they should work. Don't don't you know, be just be honest when you do it. I, I do it a lot. Well, what if, if this would have happened? This would happen. This would happen. I mean, I, how many times I've done that in my life and said, Lord, you could have prevented this. You could have made this different. That is the exact same thing they are doing. It doesn't take away that Jesus shared their pain. He wasn't sharing the pain of Lazarus. Lazarus getting up in five minutes. Nobody cares about that. But the people were grieving so much. I mean, Lazarus was well-liked. And so the, the, the whole process here is not liking the way God did it. Now, they were both wrong, and they found out, and you get to find out that the timing and the method that God uses is substantially different than than the one that we anticipate. And in 43 of chapter, uh, John chapter 11, verse 43, when he said this, Jesus called with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. Verse 44, the dead man came out, his hands and feet were wrapped with strips of linen and cloth all around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. And so he became a witness. He was such a strong witness. They wanted to kill him. God had all this entire different agenda. But prior to that agenda being manifested, all Martha and Mary could think of, you know, if you'd have been here, this would have been different. That's what we're talking about. And, and that's where you and I need to mature and trust. Okay, well, I don't know why you did it this way, but you have a reason. And instead of me justifying myself to you, I'm going to acknowledge you and make sure that I give trust and props to you justifying your actions. Instead of accusing God or saying, if only, if only, can't live in if only. Okay, we're going to take our break and then come back because just got too much to do. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Thanks a lot for all the blessing that you give me. Thanks a lot. Have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassadors Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry. No parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. What is the David Spoon experience? Do you think it's been, organizational leadership has been a good thing for church leaders? Well, it, oh. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's a penetrating question. The answer is very simple. If used correctly to add value to people and serve others, it's a good thing. If used incorrectly, it's not a good thing. And, uh, you know, when people talk about everything rises and falls on leadership, I teach them often that it rises, but it also falls. 
And, and nothing is better than for people to have a good leader, and nothing's worse than for people to have a bad leader. And the to me, what what makes servant leadership work is this. Most leaders put themselves first before their people. And so it is a me uh, motivation as far as leading what's in it for me. Uh, I, I travel internationally with my uh, company, Equip, and, and uh, in fact, I'll, I'll leave Sunday for Guatemala. In fact, I'll be meeting next week with the president and the cabinet of Guatemala. And when I'm, when I'm with these leaders alone, David, alone, I mean, no, no handlers, no media, nothing, but just alone, the question I ask them, which is, I think, the true servant leadership question is, will the people be at, better off after you've served your term as a leader than they were before you got there? Wow. And I think that's – and when the answer is yes, you have been a good leader, it has been a good thing. Organizational leadership, good thing. When the answer is no, bad leader, bad thing. You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty – then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. Amazing grace. How sweet. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're in order to get everything done. We have to change the order of things. So first we're going to do history. Then we're going to do the trivia question. Then we're going to do the teaching. Then we're going to do the DNA. <laughs> yeah, we hope. That's that's our because that's our agenda, but we don't know what the Lord's agenda is, so we'll just find out. Okay, uh, so let's do history first because I took the time to write it up. So let's do that. Let's go All right, so today is Best Friends Day. That's a good day, right? You have best friends? Do you have friends? No, it's, it's Wednesday. So it's Wednesday Best Friend Day <laughs> as opposed to Best Friend Wednesday? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> you know what it also is? It's National Ups a Daisy Day, which <laughs> that fits. Yeah, I'm just fine. But the big one there, it's Jelly-Filled Donut Day. Now, I'm not just not sure why we're not getting jelly-filled donuts free like we did on the donut day. So I just don't understand who messed that up in the communication of marketing in our in our country. Whoever's responsible for that as a politician, out. Out you go. You're gone. Uh, let's see. 1949 in this day, the book 1984 by George Orwell is first published. If you've never read it, you probably should because it's a good read. And it just tells you how brilliant man is not, but how sinful man is. Uh, 1887, Herman Hollerith gets a patent for a punch card calculator. I've never used one, I, I confess. Have you ever used a punch card calculator? No. Okay. I'm not that old. <laughs> See, we went to school and you just couldn't even take a, like a, you know, a calculator into class. It's like, you can't have that. That's not Did you guys use an abacus or? 
We used sundials. <laughs> it's really tough on the cloudy days. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, here's the last big thing here. In 1786, on this day, the first commercially produced ice cream uh, ad uh, appeared. It says, ladies and gentlemen, may be uh, supplied with ice cream every day at the city tavern by their humble servant, Joseph Gross. The first advertisement for ice cream ever. Well, with yep. copy like that, it just sold itself. I know. Is that terrible? I mean, wouldn't you write something interesting? Like, you know, buy 10 scoops, get one free or something. I don't know anything. Okay, anyhow. All right, so let's go to our trivia question. Just hang in there. All right, it's our trivia question. So this one is uh, another classic, so we shall uh, see how people respond to this. Uh, here you go, okay? According to the Sermon on the Mount, what did Jesus say would be the reward of those who are pure in heart? One, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Two, they should be called the sons of God. Three, they shall see God. Or four, they get a free ticket to Disneyland. Okay, one of those. So let me know. <laughs> see, now you can't even use Disneyland. You get a free ticket to what's the other what's the other parks and stuff like that around here? We've got to change that now. Knott's Berry Farm. Knott's Berry Farm, perfect. Okay, so uh, according to Jesus... Uh, those uh, who were pure in heart, with, uh, is, did he say theirs is the kingdom of heaven, or they should be called the sons of God, they shall see God, or you get tickets to Knott's Berry Farm? Which one of those? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, as well as you can send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. Okay, so we got that done. And I think in the better part of wisdom, we should probably do the DNA and then go into the teaching and then see where it all kind of flushes out. Okay? Okay. That just doesn't sound right, does it? Okay. Uh, DNA. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Okay. You don't have to do, you don't do that initially by listening to this show. I can promise you. But you have to spend time, separated time, time away. With the Lord. I, it doesn't matter if it's five minutes or 50 minutes or five hours. You know, Jesus separated himself and spent time with the Father, communing with the Father and the Holy Spirit. You, you, we need to do that. You need to shut her all down. Close her all. This is why Jesus said go into the inner closet. Go into the inner. I mean, go to the closet. Close the door. Okay? That's what. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never, ever, 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 ever. And then A, always be ready to serve. I'm doing that for Chris because he was on the phone. Just always be ready. Oh, see how good I'm going to set up. To serve. To serve. There it is. So the bottom line, he was on the phone. So the bottom line is we want to be ready to serve. We want to be kind of connected mindset-wise to the, to the reality, the truth that God wants to use us as vessels and vehicles. And that we are aware of other people that the Lord might want to direct us to or encourage. Maybe instead of being uh, maybe overly self-centered, we could sit there and say, Lord, maybe you want me to send an email or a text to somebody just to encourage them. And then let the Lord in commune with that. Some people are so blessed by that. It's just, just the littlest thing says so much. That's the key. All right. Somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Okay. Yes. Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is Dave. Who am I talking to? Hello? 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 
Yes, hello. Hi, who am I talking to? This is Gary. Hey, Gary. Nice to hear from you, brother. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm doing, you know what? I'm doing pretty good. I worked out on the leg a little yesterday. And it was a little sore, so I had to, you know, kind of ice it, whatever. But every time I go through it and it gets better, I think of you asking me about it, which is so amazing. Because I usually do it on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I like that you call it on Wednesday because it's like, hey, nothing I can tell you what's going on. So thank you for asking. It is doing a little better, and I'm walking a little more normal, which uh, for the most part is good. Okay, well, I'll keep praying for you. I appreciate that. All right, here we go. According to the Sermon on the Mount, what did Jesus say would be the reward of those who are pure in heart? Is it? They'll see God. They will see God! Yes, sir! Absolutely got that correct, okay? And let me, can I pray for you real quick? Just praying okay. for you now? Let's All do right. it. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now and lift up our brother, Gary. We just ask you to just bring refreshment into his body, into his mind, into his heart, and give him strength and energy and focus and the ability to do the things that are in his heart. We ask you to bless him and encourage him, and thank you for bringing him into our lives and for him being a blessing to us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, and thank you very much. You're welcome, brother. God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right. Good job. All right. See, now we're almost technically right on schedule because it's like, you know, we'll minus a break. <laughs> uh, I forget it, guys. Okay, here we go. All right. Do we cover everything there is to cover under the sun? Is there something we missed? What do we do? I did forget the website. You know, okay, let's do the website because it is important to do. Here's the bottom line on the website. Uh, we could use the help. I mean, that I'm not even gonna, you know. Hey, okay. I mean, we're and I know things are down all over. Don't don't misunderstand. We're not unaware, but it's our job to keep you guys posted on that. So please check out the website. Check out he must increase Prayer request? Hemosincrease.org. Praise report? Hemosincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemosincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. Still not sure if that's a rubber band or if that's an arrow going in. <laughs> I'm just going to have to kind of think about that. All right. Uh, we do have somebody calling in, so before I jump into the last part of the text, we want to make sure we have an opportunity for them if they want something you want to share, want something you want to pray or question like that. We just want to make sure to give you guys that place. And here's something I do want you to understand. It's really important. You're not going to like everything we do on the show. I don't like everything we do on the show, okay? Just so you can know, so you're not you know, kind of weirding out on it. We do the best we can, make the show as uh, interesting but uh, teaching helpful as possible practical as possible. The whole reason that I went from a research uh, PhD to the doctorate in ministry was because I wanted to. I, I don't want it to be academic. I want it to be, this is how we use it. Because if you can't use what you have, it's not helping. Okay. Is there anything I need to know on that call? All good? All right. All right. Let me get into the teaching, and we'll close it out in here. So we already talked about uh, Peter and his uh, a wonderful confession, and then moved right from that into his agenda versus God's agenda. And Jesus was not too pleased with that, if you uh, kind of will remember the text. I mean, Jesus identifying people that are merely concerned with human elements are an obstacle to the kingdom of God. Okay? Somebody should have said that when they started really promoting the social gospel. 
Then the second part we talked about was Mary and Martha. We didn't get into the full story. We didn't do a full breakdown. But what we did talk about is that both in verse 21 and 32, they both said the exact same thing. If you'd have been here, wouldn't have happened this way. And so they didn't like the timing or the method of the Lord. And then at the end of it, you know, Lazarus gets up, and God has a plan, a method, a purpose that's way beyond. And Martha and Mary could not have possibly understood the fullness of what was going on, and that they had to keep that same faith and trust in the Lord. That was their requirement. And so this is the same thing for us. We need to be careful not to say our agenda is more important and try and pull Jesus aside and say, listen here, Jesus, you should do it this way. Okay, stop, dude, we can't do that. And then you can't tell, well, I don't like how you did this. You should have done it like this. It's like, stop that. And so how does this kind of wind down? It winds down into the Luke passage, Luke 18 through 23. John's disciples told him about all these things, and calling two of them, John sent them to the Lord to ask, are you the one who's to come, or should we expect somebody else? When the man came to Je- the men came to Jesus, they said, John the Baptist sent us to ask you. So this is before the dance. This is before he's beheaded, obviously. And John the Baptist asked this question, are you the one who is to come or should we expect someone else? Now, I have a tremendous amount of respect for John the Baptist, not to the level I do for Jesus, obviously, but the idea behind this is this whole ministry is based on something John said in John 3.30, John the Baptist said in John 3.30, he must increase, but I must decrease. So, you know, I have a lot of favorites. But here, John, knowing, already going through the baptism process with Jesus, already seeing the Holy Spirit fall upon Jesus, he's like going, you the guy? (laughs) Just, and can you, how, how much more does he need? The Lord showed him he was the lamb. He baptized him. The Holy Spirit falls on him. He gets thrown in, in prison. And he's like, you the guy, you, 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 him, you. And it's like, that should tell you that no matter what level of maturity you're at in Christian faith, this is a part of the process. We go through these moments. And so the man, the man came and said, John the Baptist sent us to ask, are you the one who's to come or should we expect someone else? At that very time, Jesus cured many who had diseases, sicknesses, and evil spirits and gave sight to many who were blind. So he replied to the messengers, go back and report to John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, and those who have leprosy are cleansed. The deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. So Jesus gives the definition of the answer by saying, this is what I want you to tell John, okay? This is what I want you to go back to to the guy that's discipling you. Blind people see, lame people walking, leprosy is being uh, cleansed, deaf people are hearing, dead people are being raised, and the gospel is being promoted. Then Jesus drops in verse 21. Well, it wasn't verse 21, but that's not the point. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. <laughs> so he, he, John the Baptist, incredible. I mean, Jesus said he was the, one of the greatest prophets of all time. There's not, we're not, you know, playing games here. This is like big time, big league. And so John the Baptist is like going, well, are you, are you, are you, are you, are you, are you him? And Jesus is like, we're doing this, 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 we're doing this. And blessed is anyone who does not fall apart on this whole thing because of how I'm doing stuff. It's just like, what? And you think, well, you have to ask yourself, well, why would John ask 
are you the guy having uh, proclaimed that Jesus was a guy, having baptized Jesus, having seen the Holy Spirit fall on Jesus, having the Father speak to him? Why would John even ask? Because John also had an agenda that he anticipated would come about in a certain way. Watch this. Uh, wrong answer. <laughs> you can't say that about John the Baptist. He was wrong. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. Jesus is saying, yeah, yeah. Listen, don't freak out on how stiff stuff's going. I'm doing it the way it's got to be done. Get with the program. <laughs> what is it like? Wow, that's so rude. Okay, where does that leave us? What word do we pull in now when somebody says, boy, that's so rude? What, what, what word is that? Oh, I remember. Tough. It's like Jesus is not doing the agenda for our agenda to be our agenda. He's doing the plans and the purposes of the Father for the purpose of advancing the kingdom of God and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit so that the name of God can be glorified and so that people can be drawn unto him so we can have fellowship with him forever. And that does not include the human agenda. But God is green. No, he's not green. Sorry, if you read your Bible, you find out he's not green. Oh, the earth's going to explode. We want a new earth anyway. For crying out loud, you stomp. Oh, we're supposed to take care of like Adam and Eve. But that's before they sinned, and we destroyed the earth by sin. Can we get on the same page as God? There's a thought. <laughs> Let's get on his page. And then you use a verse like this. Everybody uses Hebrews 13, 8 when it has to do with healing or when it has to do with certain pastoral or authority or something like that, where they'll use this passage. But this passage has more to do with the text I just quoted you. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what he said yesterday is applying today and will be true forever. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. You fall away because of me, you are not in the right program. You have your own program. That means that our program don't count. It's like so mean to say. But it's true. If the Lord tomorrow, I, I, you, I know you guys, if the Lord tomorrow said no more radio, that's it, you're done. Guess what? No more radio. I'm done. I love you guys. You guys are, I, this is the best time I've ever had in ministry is this totally right here. But my day doesn't even start till I finish my time with the Lord. It doesn't even start. I don't care. And I, I don't know that I would do a show if I had not spent time with the Lord. And I don't know that anybody else should be doing anything else until they spend time with But that's just my opinion. That's just how I'm kind of wired that way over the last 25 years. What I'm trying to say is this is his agenda, his stuff, his way, his purposes, his plans. We follow those. And even if we don't get it, and all these great people, Peter was great, Martha and Mary were great, John the Baptist were great, they all did the exact same thing. Is this, is this are we doing it this way? Is this, is this, is this, it's like, yeah, we're going to do it this way, not your way. Well, that's what Jesus was telling them. To all three. And these are great, great people of God. What it means is we got to submit, we got to surrender, we got to trust. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Ding, ding, ding. That's, I'm sorry, that's the one I always. So, so I just vacate my understanding? Well, when it comes to God's plans and Him doing His agenda, perhaps. Maybe we should just go, yes, Lord. And you think, well, 
Is that how you're supposed to? I don't know. Are we supposed to walk by faith? Are we supposed to walk by trust? Do we believe he has our best interests in mind? Do you believe he's advancing the kingdom through your life as he sees fit? Then yes. Trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your understanding. All your ways acknowledge him. He will direct your paths, not fulfill your agenda. That's tough. That's a tough message, isn't it? I think it's tough. I look at that and I'm like, uh, I can tell you how many words I had with the Lord when he said, go back to school. I was like, what? <laughs> so maybe I should not tell you what that conversation was. God's very merciful to me. I'll just say that. <laughs> okay. Do we miss anything? Have we covered everything in the world? I don't even know. I hope this was not my agenda. It's not the way I would have done the show. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. But that's the way the show came about. That's part of it. Right? Let's do his agenda. He has a plan. Just read Ephesians 1.11, that his plans might be fulfilled, not ours. Okay, that's fair. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking the 22-and-a-half-hour break, then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.